such as the one that we live in. And he describes this in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. He says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and receive up in glory. Hallelujah. Amen. That God became a man. He left eternity and entered this broken world in order to save mankind. The world became flesh and dwelt among us. The eternal God becoming a human being. Humanity and deity were united together in the person of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Humanity and deity, they collided. Jesus being God, he came down taking the form of a man, not even a, a servant, a born servant, and becoming a man. Humanity and deity coming together. Praise God. That is the mystery of godliness. So in humble way, Jesus entered the human life with the limitations of human experience because he was 100% human. Jesus Christ, despite the fact that he is God, he is also 100% human. And that is what so many people find it difficult to believe, to, under, to accept. They, they, they said, no, Jesus is not God. Even some people claim they are religious, they are Christians, but they don't accept the Godhead that Jesus Christ is God. But that is the mystery of godliness. Jesus Christ is 100% man and 100% God. And being 100% man, he experienced pain. He experienced suffering. He experienced temptation, which is common to us all, but he was without sin. That is why he's able to help, save, help you and I when we go through temptation, when we suffer loss. Like when Martha and Mary, they lost their brother Lazarus. Jesus went and mourned with them and, and, and then raised him up. Because he is man, he feels the pain. He can empathize with us. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says that he is able to intercede for you and I. He is seated at the right-hand side of God the Father, interceding for you and I. Therefore, the Bible says that let us come boldly to the throne of grace, where we can find grace, where we can find mercy to help us in our time of need. Oh, let's thank God for Jesus. I know his name. His name is Jesus. Oh, I know his, his name. Na his name is Jesus. Oh, he is the King of Kings oh, and the Lord of Lords. I know his name. His name is Jesus. Is the King. Isaiah said, I know his name. 
Isaiah 17, 14, that he shall be called Emmanuel, which means what? God is with us. He is our very present help in times of trouble. He is our very present help. That is why the psalmist says, God is my strength. God is my rock. God is my salvation. Therefore, I shall not fear. Yea, though the world shall roll over, I shall not. If it comes over like a, like, like a storm, and shall be rolled over to the ocean, I shall not be perturbed, because God is my very present help in times of trouble. Praise God. Therefore, we can confidently say, God is my helper. I shall not fear. Somebody say, God is my helper. I shall not fear. Hallelujah. He has assured us of the fact that fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Oh, nor shall the flames scorch you. Hallelujah. That is the type of God that we serve. He is ever-present with us. His name is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they can testify to that. When they were in the furnace, in the fiery furnace, there was a fourth person in that fiery furnace. His name is Emmanuel, who is God with us. He is able to deliver us from all our travails. Somebody give a clap offering for Jesus. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. And this mystery was revealed to the wise men from far east that we read from Matthew chapter 1, verse 2. This mystery was hidden to all those Pharisees and the Sadducees and the people of the law in Israel. But God revealed to those Gentiles living far, far, far east, somewhere in Iran. That is where these Magi, that is how we call them, the Magi. That is where they lived. God revealed it to those wise men. Matthew chapter 1, 18, 23, talks about the birth of Jesus Christ, that how Jesus was born. I mean, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful, even before she was betrothed, Mary was betrothed. It's like engagement, but it has you know, more legal power than, than engagement. Betrothal is, has more legal power than engagement. You are not supposed to have any affair with that lady. So before, I mean, Joseph could realize this lady was becoming pregnant. And then he didn't want to, because their, their laws was very, very, very strict. If he wanted to raise hell, Mary was going to be stoned to death. Those people, they don't mess around. If a father or a brother, if you're a father, you are or a, a, a brother, and your sister goes and mess around with a guy in fornication, they, they will stone you. Your brothers are going to stone you. It's, they, they are brutal. So this man was thinking about what to do with this lady. I don't want to get her stoned. So what I would do, I would just secretly, privately go and give her to her parents. That, oh, <laughs> so as he was thinking, pondering about that, then God revealed himself to him in the night. He said, that lady, don't think, don't think that you are going to divorce her. Because that thing... In the stomach is by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, Joseph, son, David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name of Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Praise God. So the angel answered. So even the angel Gabriel had appeared separated to Mary in, in, in Nazareth to announce that she has been favored among women to give birth to Jesus. See, that is how prophecy works. God revealed it to Joseph, and then he also revealed it to Mary also. So if you want to get confirmation, God reveals something to you, probably he's going to reveal it to somebody else too. So Mary was also, I mean, in a dream, an angel appeared to Mary. And then the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High God will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. Elizabeth is going to have a child in her old age. So how many old women are here who, are, who want to give birth to a child? God alone is able to do that. That in her old age, Elizabeth is going to give birth. So God can do anything. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. He says, in her old age, Elizabeth is also going to give birth. And she was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth man. For no word from God will ever fail. No word. No word from God will ever fail. Has he said it and he will not do it. Let all men be liars and let God alone be truthful. Once God has said it, he is going to do it. So Jesus was born of a virgin so that it will fulfill prophecy. And that the mystery of Jesus Christ, Godhead, was revealed to shepherds. It was revealed to Simon. It was also revealed to Anna. So you see how many people God was revealing the, 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 the virgin birth of Jesus Christ to. He revealed it to shepherds, then to Simon, and then to Anna, that Jesus Christ was going to be born. The first people who took notice of Christ after his birth were the shepherds, that is in Luke chapter 2, who saw and heard glorious things concerning him and made known abroad to the amazement of all who heard them. They were in the field, and then they heard, and they saw glorious things. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see the thing that has come to pass, which is the Lord that has been made known to us. So when it was revealed to the shepherd, they said that this good news, we are not going to sit down here alone. We also want to go outside somewhere and then go and broadcast, go and witness about the birth of the, of the new king. And so also in spite of these developments, one would think that the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem will know that the long-awaited Messiah has arrived and they will have embraced him with both hands. But no, in spite of the fact that God has revealed the birth of Jesus to shepherds, he has confirmed it to Anna, he has done so to, to um, was that Simeon, the Israelites, they were, they, they were not moved. They were not ready to embrace that the long-awaited Messiah 
has finally been born. Praise God. The Jewish people, they were still asleep. Likewise, many Christians today are also asleep. Because, see, Jesus will continue to live in Bethlehem in Judea for nearly two years. And no notice was taken of him, even by King Herod in Jerusalem. The king on the throne, even though Jesus Christ has been born in Bethlehem in Judea, which was just seven months from the king's seat, the king even did not know. King Herod did not know that there was a king born, a newborn king. It has been revealed to as far away as Iran, so many, over four, five hundred miles away. But seven miles away, the king didn't even know that Jesus Christ was born. And Jesus Christ was growing up, growing up, has become now, he's what, two years old right now. The Jewish people were asleep. Likewise, many Christians today are asleep. So the wise men, they inquired about Jesus from Herod. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Now, Jesus is two years old right now. He's no, no, more, no more a baby. When he was a baby, it was those, the, the shepherds. It was Anna. Right now, Jesus is two years. And God has revealed it here to another wise people. They call them the Magi. They travel all the way from the east to come to inquire. And they are not even, they are Gentiles. The, the Jewish people are sitting in Jerusalem, seven miles away. A king has been born, growing up. Meanwhile, he's two years old. They don't even take notice of him. But meanwhile, Gentiles have heard it, and they are coming. They are not even Christians. They don't belong to the common world of Israel. They have heard it, and they are coming to inquire. Matthew knows that Jews Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judas to emphasize that Jesus came from the tribe and the territory that produced the line of David, David kings. They say that Jesus Christ was to be born through the lineage of David, of Bethlehem, that, that, so that scripture will be fulfilled. Right now, King Herod, a non-Jew, was appointed king of Judea by the Roman Senate. By this time, the Israel, Judea, was under the dominion of, the, of um, Ro the Roman Empire. So the Roman Senate, they appointed Herod to come and rule. That, that, how, that is how the Senate, we do it here in America too. The Senate, they are responsible for confirmation and all that. It started a long time ago. The, the Senate, the Roman Senate, they appointed Herod to come and rule over Israel. So King Herod was known Jew, was appointed king of Judas, of Judea by the Roman Senate. Like most rulers of his day, he was ruthless. That man was ruthless, more than Saddam Hussein. He murdered his wife. Who does that? He murdered his wife, his three sons, his mother-in-law, his brother-in-law his uncle, and many others. Let's, let's see if we can do the count. He murdered his wife. One. He murdered his three sons. How many? He murdered his mother-in-law. How many? And then he murdered his brother-in-law. He murdered his uncle. And many, many more. 
not to mention the babies in Bethlehem. So that man was ruthless. He was brutal. He was the worst of the world. All the Herod people were bad. So the Herod Antipas, he is the one who cut John the Baptist's head and put it on the, on the silver plate. They were ruthless. So it was this man's throne that Jesus has been born king, living seven miles away. This man didn't know he would kill him in a minute because he killed his own wife, sleeping on the same bed. He killed his three sons, his brother-in-law, and he killed his sister-in-law. He was just killing. <laughs> he was brutal. So what if this man gets to know that there is a king living in my backyard? Oh, God have mercy. That king, that, that child is going to suffer. So in Matthew chapter 2, verse 16, when these, these wise men, they, were, they, they, they ended up in this brutal Herod's palace to inquire of a king, that the, a king has been born. He said, hey, say it again. Who has been born? He said, a king has been born. And he said, oh, okay. So you go. Go and search for him. And when you find him, come and tell me. So that me too, I will go. Because he know that if he cloak that barbaric plan in religion, people can buy. That is what people, people do. They want, to, they want to brutalize you. They want to choke you. They will cloak it in religion. Oh, let's, let you go and see him. Me too, I will come and pay homage. It's, it's, not, it's not telling you that I'll go and kill him. So when they did not go back, Matthew 2, 16 says, Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, he was exceedingly angry. And he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its districts from two years old and under because he, he asked the wise men to do the calculation. They put two and two together. They say, oh, they saw the star. It was about three, four months, ten months ago. Blah, blah, blah. So by now, Jesus should be two years old. So now let's kill everybody from two years old down so that we don't miss this Jesus. Everybody was going to be killed under the sword because he's looking for Jesus. That is what he did. He said, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. So this was the person that the Magi, they went to see to inquire after the baby Jesus. But even so, Jesus was born when this man, he was in his 35th year. He has stayed on the throne for 35 years. Jesus is a baby. Before Jesus will grow up to come and be a rival to you, you will be dead and gone. But this man was not, he, was, he didn't care. Whether Jesus is nine months old, whether I have stayed on the throne for 100 years, I don't want no rival. I don't want no competition. The Magi were probably astrologers. The wise men were astrologers or magicians who came from Persia or Southern Arabia. These men proved to be wise when they came to inquire about Jesus because they were Gentiles and did not belong to the commonwealth of Israel. The Jews did not regard Christ, but these Gentiles inquired him out. The Jews did not want to know about Christ, but these Gentiles, they came to inquire about Christ. That's why we sing a song in tree. Oh, Safo, 
How were they able to find him? Esther was able to lead them all the way from wherever they are, from Persia, South Arabia, and travel over 800 miles, closely over four months journey on camel's back through dangerous terrain just to look for Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at the extent that these people had to go through, the sacrifices that they had to go through just to come and know the newborn king. Meanwhile, seven months away, he was, the king was born. He is two years old. They didn't even care to know about that Messiah. Oh, we want to lift our hands and give glory to the Lord Jesus Christ that it has been revealed unto us. Such a mystery of godliness has been known, made known to us. And this star that led them, it guided them all the way. Take left, take right, stand, go. Here, stop. It was able to lead them all the way. May that star lead you tonight. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Even as we begin to end the, the end of the year, may this star continue to navigate whatever your career is, whether you plan to get married in your business endeavor. May this star guide you to your destination, even as a church, as individual. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 32, it says, I will instruct you and I will lead you, and I, I will guide you in the way to go. May the presence of God guide you, even as we enter 2022. When you get to a fork road, when you don't know where to turn, whether to turn left or whether to turn right, may Jesus, the light that shines brighter than the morning star, may that light shine upon your path. If there is any darkness along the way, may this light that covers darkness, may it dispel any darkness in your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus did not come to establish a, a, an earthly kingdom. He came to establish a heavenly kingdom. He said, my kingdom is not from here. My kingdom is from the heavens. Hallelujah. 
So we say that the, the, blood, the bloody massacre of the children occasioned by the inquiry, we, we already know that. That means this man, his passion got ahead of reason. He was so passionate that he wasn't even going to reason that, oh, okay, if this child has been born, it's already two years. I'm already 35 on the throne. By the time he, he comes of age, I'll be even dead and gone. No, the passion has clouded his reasoning, his brutality, his, his bloodthirsty, his ruthlessness. He was just murder with pleasure. Just kill and kill and kill. I pray that God will save us from such bloodthirsty people. In the name of Jesus. After Addis, Sam Herod was an old man who had already reigned 35 years. So this newborn baby will never pose any threat to his reign for the foreseeable future. Yet, he was alarmed and felt threatened seeing Jesus as his rival. May God have mercy. Herod had planned secretly to murder Jesus when he sent people, spies, to go there and then go and search. He said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. He's telling lies. He wasn't going to worship him. May anybody who is planning a plot against you, who is planning to murder you, he may be sitting on this table with you, eating with you, worshiping with you, taking Lord's Supper with you. But back or at the back of his mind, he's planning your murder. He's planning your downfall. May God expose that person in the name of Jesus. May any plan of the devil be exposed. May any hole that they have dug for you, may they fall inside that hole in the name of Jesus. Any, any conspiracy, like the conspiracy of Ahitophel, to bring I mean, David down. May that conspiracy fall in the name of Jesus. Just like God dismantled this man's plan. He was planning to go and kill him. But God wouldn't let that happen. In this season, anywhere that the enemy is planning to... Whether by, by road, whether by air, whether by sea, may God protect you. May the hand of God be upon you. In the name of Jesus, anyone seeking to destroy you, may God confuse them. May their methods of warfare be hidden from them. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When they went there, they were sitting right there. The Maggie were sitting right there. And this man had devised a plan to go and murder, but he was confounded. He was confused. If he was smart, he could have sent spies that just follow this guy. Follow them. See the house that they are going. But God confounded them. God confused them. Oh, may God confuse your enemies. In the name of Jesus. If they come in one way, may they go in seven different directions. In the name that is above every other name. Hallelujah. And then after they went there, they didn't see, then they went and then they saw Jesus. What have you come to do? They say we have come to worship. Oh, Hallelujah. The lamb upon the throne. I lift my voice in prayer to worship you alone. Wherever you will be. We shall be we shall be bringing our message to a close. Lift your voice and begin to on the throne. 
They came to worship him. Let's lift our voice to worship him also. Worship you alone. Oh, forever you yeah, will be. Lift your hands to us now. We will be uh, the Lamb upon the road. Oh, gladly by To worship you alone Forever you will be Somebody give him worship Oh, the Lamb of God How gladly Bless your holy name. Oh, to worship you alone. So Rahimah, 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 Above what China was here. Oh, go to Sarino. Bumuasi Manuda. Tien Kasi Kasi. Let's go ask our answer to answer. This Maggie, wise man, they travel all the way from Iran so many months just to come and worship. We have an opportunity to give him worship. So now we ask ourselves, why did Jesus come to do on the earth? Yes, what did he come to do? Why did he have to leave his, the comfort of his, his seat, divine seat in heaven, and enter into this, this world full of sin, full of corruption, full of, you name it, calamity, coronavirus? Why would he want to leave that comfort of heaven? Number one, Jesus came to the earth to destroy the works of Satan. 
Amen. He came to destroy the works of Satan. 1 John 3, 8, he says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest. He was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. He came to destroy the works of the devil, which includes afflicting us with diseases, with poverty. Some diseases, the, the, the disciples, they tried to cast out they said, this is demon. He's demon possessed. Jesus said, this is what only you can do. it." So Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. So tonight, anyone who is being tormented, since Jesus came to destroy upon the authority, the power in the name of Jesus, the efficacy of the blood of Jesus, we destroy the works of Satan. We trample upon the works of Satan in the name of Jesus. That is one. He came to establish God's kingdom. He came to establish God's kingdom. He says that if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Praise God. Because he cast out, de out demons from somebody, and then they will say, oh, Jesus is casting demons with the spirit of Bezalbeb. Bezalbeb is a, is a demonic spirit. Jesus said, if I cast out the spirit, the demon, that means demon is fighting against demon. Demon don't fight demon. But if I cast demon, the spirit of demon with the Holy Spirit, that means what? The, whole, the kingdom of God has come. So if the kingdom of God has come, that means demons have to run away. Demons have to run away. By the finger of God, we cast out the spirit of demon. Every demon, demonic afflicted people, may them be chased away. Any demon troubling God's children, we cast them out in the name of Jesus. Because when the kingdom of God is established, evil spirit, demonic spirit are cast out. So Jesus came to, to establish the kingdom of God. He came to cast out, he came to deliver us from Satan's dominion. He came to deliver, that is the third one. He came to deliver us from Satan's dominion. Because when he was full of the spirit, after he has, been, he has passed the temptation of the devil, and then he entered into, he was in Galilee, he entered, he started his ministry, he went into the synagogue, and then there was a scroll. He opened it, and he opened Isaiah chapter 61. There it is written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the good news. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor people. God has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. Not only to preach the good news to the poor people, but to heal people who are brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to captives. Anybody who has been held captive by the devil, the Spirit of God is upon me to set all those captives free. Because whoever the Son shall set free shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. He came that we might be free and we shall be free indeed. So he came to deliver us from Satan's dominion. To proclaim liberty to the captives and then to a recovery of sight to the blind. Recovery of sight. Those who are spiritually blind and those who are physically blind. Jesus Christ came that we shall no longer live in, in darkness. That the light has come that we shall not continue to live in darkness. Tonight in the name of Jesus, if anyone is afflicted with any, in any eyesight, 
problems. We open an eyesight problem in the name of Jesus. May you recover from your sight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And that is what Jesus Christ came to do. And he came to set at liberty those who are oppressed, those who are under oppression, demon process, obsession, possession. He came to set us all free. Oh, let's give glory to the name of the Lord. That is what Jesus Christ came to do. He came to set the captives free. He came to proclaim liberty for captives. He came for recovery of sight to the blind. He came to set Jesus Christ free, to set us free. So if, as I bring my message to a close, why did Jesus Christ come? He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He came that the light which shall no longer continue to live in darkness. The light has come, and that light has overcome with darkness. So let us stand up and let's begin to lift our voices and give him praise. Let's give him praise. Thank the you, Jesus. Upon the truth.